everyone and welcome to Outback Team Building and Training Tips, a monthly audio resource for HR and business professionals. I'm your host, Kara Sai, and this month I'm joined by special guest, Tiff Daniels, Director of Sales at Outback Team Building and Training. Thanks so much for joining me today, Tiff. Hey, thanks very much, Kara. Pleasure to be here. Great. So our topic this month is how to successfully lead a thriving sales team. And Tiff will be sharing his insights on what it takes to inspire employees to be both competitive and collaborative. But before we begin, let's start out with our quick tip of the month. Each month, we begin the episode with a quick tip for our listeners. Tiff, do you have any advice for people managing a sales team for the first time? Uh, That's a really good question. Um, I think to to begin with is really to understand the people you're managing, to understand who they are, what motivates them, what gets them engaged, uh, what's driving them, what their goals are. And do you have any advice for how to do that with a group, right? You have a whole team. How do you get to know each individual? I I guess the question would be is how big the group is. I mean, if you're managing a team for the very first time, Mm -hmm. I going to guess it's not, well, I mean, it could be hundreds of people, right. but it could be a group of five, you know, five, 10 mm-hmm. sales, sales professionals. So yeah. there's still that opportunity to get to know them fairly quickly with one-on-one meetings right. uh, prior to really, you know, kicking off with the entire team. Yeah. And do you, do you recommend like weekly meetings? How often do you want to touch base with these people? Uh, I meet with my team members as, as a whole team. I yeah. meet with them uh, three days a week okay. for a, a quick 10-minute catch-up, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings. Okay. And then I also have a weekly sales meeting for about 45 minutes uh, once a week as well. And then uh, on an individual basis, I meet with uh, all my direct reports on a monthly basis as well to review their uh, data and, and uh, goals. Right. So what would be the difference between that 45-minute weekly meeting and then the three smaller ones? What are you going through? Uh, the, the weekly meeting is to review how we've done as, an enti- as a sales team the previous week and then to uh, talk about best practices and success stories. Right. And then uh, have a, usually about a 10 to 15-minute learning opportunity um, and then just go over any sort of administrative or uh, structural changes or improvements that are going in with the organization because also in those weekly meetings we'll bring in other departments like for example from our events team Mm -hmm. we're always improving our products and services so therefore what are the things the sales reps need to know uh, with regards to changes in our in our programs or even from the marketing team they Mm -hmm. might be doing a new marketing initiative so we have the department heads from those other departments come into the meetings as well and update us on any new new uh, strategies and initiatives right so I mean when you're getting these uh, best practices and these tips from other departments that's sort of helping you keep the the edge on the competitive side and then when you're celebrating the successes that's when you're doing more of the collaboration and celebrating everyone as a unit yeah very correct is that fair yeah that's very fair yeah yeah so you kind of have a bit of both in both those meetings okay yeah and so then in the one-on-one meetings are you focusing more on helping people achieve those best practices or are you you know, wanting them to be more of a team player? How are you speaking to them in those one-on-one meetings? On one-on-ones, I'm looking at uh, you know, what is going well with them right now mm-hmm. and let's continue to work on what's going well and improve upon that right. and then identify maybe what isn't going well. Okay. as well and then see where there's a, a learning opportunity with that and then we'll, depending on what it is we might uh, address that head-on right then and there yeah uh, there could be we do call reviews yeah. audio reviews of calls they have with customers to right. help improve that or it could be a workflow or um, a process 
thing that we can use, uh, we can identify through our CRM and see there's some room for improvement there to improve productivity and effectiveness. Okay, and so would there ever be an opportunity to bring in another team member on those to help with, say, best practices, or is it always solely about that individual? Uh, no, it, it depends upon what the the room for improvement is, right. and uh, I, I also have what we call sales captains on our team. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, three or four more senior sales reps that part of their job is to help coach some of the more junior sales reps, and therefore, depending even on those one-on-ones, I might bring in one of those sales captains to help coach through the the situation, or the, or or if I identify that that one of the sales captains has a has a uh, greater forte in that area, right. I might just uh, make sure that they they uh, do that offline themselves. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, so with that, let's get to our main interview. Okay. So in your opinion, Tiff, what are the benefits of having a competitive sales team that can also work well together? Uh, to me, it's about uh, engagement and mm-hmm. culture. Uh, we've got a great group of people that I know that in their own right, each one is very competitive. Mm -hmm. They actually uh, are consistently trying to beat each other out and and do well, but also they understand that they they have to help each other as well. We we have um, thousands of customers all across North America, and we also know that there can be... um, some sort of alignment between different types of industries, different types of customers where, you know, one sales rep might be working with a company that's very similar to a lead that just came in for another sales rep. Right. And therefore, if they can share the stories about how, how some successes or how they've helped another customer that's similar to the one they're, this new customer or another rep's dealing with, then that, I think, helps the entire team uh, grow as a unit and, and help our customers simultaneously. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you want to be sharing the best practices, but at the yeah. same time, you know, you are working towards hitting your own targets. And yeah. so you're helping each other hit those targets individually, but also as a team. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So how do you recommend encouraging an environment of friendly competition? How do you make this happen? Um, well, we have little contests. Uh, sometimes I have an ad hoc contest just uh, on a... On a on a daily basis, you know, most number of dials or right. uh, what we call PECs, which is proactive exploratory conversations. Yeah. Um, so that's some friendly competition. There might mm-hmm. be a small reward, gift card, some financial gain. We also, I think this this uh, isn't just specific to the sales team, but we've got a, a real uh culturally an engaged group of people that just like a lot of things that are going on whether it's watching shows like Survivor yeah. or you know what's going on with the the playoffs and the NHL right. the NFL and they all get engaged and they want to get involved in some pools and compete mm-hmm. against each other and have a laugh so I think it's a big part of just having people that are uh, you know like to um help their colleagues, but also have fun being with their colleagues. Right. So you're encouraging that sort of friendly competition outside of the workplace, as well as, you know, what their, their KPIs and what they're trying to hit personally and their, their financial goals and that Correct. sort of thing. Yes. Yeah. So to have like a, a fun gambling pool at the office kind of instills that, you know, it's not all, you know, cutthroat. It, it's fun. That's right. Yeah. Yes. So are there any programs or incentives that you'd recommend to keep employees competitive? I know you mentioned the the little one-off competitions, mm-hmm. but anything in particular? Um, 
Well, I think uh, on the incentive side is Mm -hmm. the one thing that we do is we have uh, incentives that are based on whether it's reacting to lead that mm-hmm. was generated by our marketing team okay. or being or generating a proactive lead was generated by the sales rep. So right. they get commissioned in different ways and get incentives in different ways. Okay. So therefore, I think that will create the behaviors we're looking for to get the best out of each individual sales rep, but also as a sales team. Right. And, and are there any programs that you use? I, I know that there's the TVs up there in, in there, the monitors. Okay. Yes. So anything... Like what? What exactly is that? Well, that's a good, yeah, good example of we have monitors throughout our sales floor, mm-hmm. um, and also different parts of the office as well that show the KPIs, yeah. show how people are doing with whether it's their activity levels, you know, the number of dials they've made, the number of conversations they've had, yeah. or uh, or the financial results. Have right. any sales occurred today? Um, or this week or this month and then we rank them as well so they can see how they're doing against their peers but we also make sure it's based on people's rules because yeah. you know we know that sometimes if you if you rank uh, someone who's been in a role for one one year for, against someone who's been in a role for eight years that can be a bit demoralizing so yeah. we also look at wh- where are they within their tenure and their role within the organization right and then and then compare it so it's more apples to apples yeah as that, well. that makes a lot of sense do you find that it motivates them do they work? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, we, we put the monitors up, I think it was about a year ago when we first had those on. Mm-hmm. And the first few weeks, there was some uh, some nervous sales reps. They right. were like, wow, all, everything I do is front and center and right. displayed. And yeah. we actually lost some sales reps because of it. Really? Yeah, because I think they didn't like the idea that their, you know, their their information was public. Mm-hmm. But this is information that anyone could have found anyway. It's not right. hidden. Yeah. It's just that you would have to do a little report within our CRM to find it. Right. Now it was automatically displayed at all times. Yeah. But I know over the last year it has definitely helped because the the cream of the crop have risen yeah. to the top and uh, people I think are more competitive and more engaged and because of it I think the other knock-on effect is they all want to do better right because they see that that that's a big part of how they're being judged not only f- amongst their peers but also themselves they go yeah. I want to do better I want to be at that next level I want to make the screen I want to make the screen yeah <laughs> I want to have my face and that's the other thing too we have yeah. we have the person's face on the top who's yeah. the top within each of these categories right and we have lots of different um, screens showing different data points yeah um, so there's always an opportunity to, to be there, even on a daily basis, because we have daily, weekly, and monthly screens yeah. looking the, showing those KPIs. And I'm sure it's it inspires both people congratulating their colleagues when they see that they've made a really great sale, but also inspires that little, you know, not not trash talk, but kind of yeah. competitive, like, oh, I'm coming for you this week. Oh, it happens on a daily, weekly yeah. basis, and that's so true. And I think the first point you made there about rewarding or, or celebrating others' successes yeah. is huge. Yeah. I know there's one one sales rep that, you know, a year and a half ago, I remember he was having some challenges transitioning from, more, from a reactive role to a proactive role, mm-hmm. and he has just, like, done some incredible things the last year. But part of that has been... Other peers that maybe had more experience and been longer were right there to cheer him on right. along the way, which I think really helped him 
uh, up his game and be more successful today. Yeah, and I'm sure there's something to be said about getting that congratulations in the moment, you know, the day it's happening, rather than a month later at, say, you know, uh, a debrief with the rest of the team. Yes. It kind of is more meaningful to know that you have that celebration right away. Like, yeah. people are aware of it as it's happening, and that's got to feel good and motivate you to keep going in that day, in that week, you know, until you make the next great sale. Most definitely, yes. Yeah. Um, so what are a few ways to encourage members of a sales team to collaborate or have each other's backs? I guess to my, my point earlier about the different industries or all our different customers is that we actually will have team members that will split the value of a sale and the respective commission on it because oh, wow. you'll get referrals You'll generate a sales rep could generate a referral from their customer that actually uh, through their customer that's a referral to a colleague's customers. Oh wow! And and if that happens, then they will basically split split the commission. We also have a buddy system. So when mm-hmm. someone goes on vacation or maybe is sick for a day, yeah, they have a buddy, and that buddy then will take over their leads, and they'll split the commission of that of anything that comes up while their buddy is sick on va- sick or on vacation. Yeah, so of course you want to have that person's back because yeah, exactly. you get to take part in whatever whatever the sale is. Exactly. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so how can you ensure to hire someone that's a good fit for your team? I know you mentioned earlier that, you know, with the monitors that kind of dissuaded some people that weren't quite a good fit right. for, for your team and for this culture. Yeah. How do you make sure that the new people coming in will be a good fit? Well, another thing that we started a few years ago was looking at um, DISC assessments. And can you can you describe what DISC is? Basically, it's a behavioral analysis right. program that um, I think has been around for quite a few decades. But we we initially, when we were looking at it and trying to understand what what is going on in the mind and soul and body of a, a potential sales candidate, mm-hmm. we discovered we did a, we did the DISC with some of our top reps. And then we found trends within their behavior and, and who they are that we saw were beneficial to their success. So, and then we, we also, when we did this assessment with some people that weren't performing as well, we actually did it before some of these reps that we were talking about earlier left. Really? We identified that the people that had the behavior, had the, the DNA, shall we call it, okay. that was enabling them to be successful yeah. had certain attributes okay. in, in certain categories yeah. um, and uh, those that weren't as successful were, were lacking in those attributes. That's really interesting. And therefore, so what we've done is we still go, what we, we've, we still go through uh, uh, telephone interviews, yeah. face-to-face interviews, the traditional stuff, traditional stuff yeah. but we also do a disc assessment, which then enables us to understand sort of what's really in their DNA. Um, but on top of that, what we also do is, because we're a team building company, yeah. um, which is all about uh, in- engagement and identifying people's strengths and, and areas for collaboration, mm-hmm. we decided as well to do a team building event with new sales candidates. Right. Um, so we, with our, specifically we used our escape room. Yeah. And then we could see how they interact with these other people. Yeah. And then we would use that almost as the identifier to say, was the DISC assessment in line with how they actually acted uh, in a real-life scenario oh, as well? So we could cross-reference the two. Yeah. Because with any, I, I think some people are always a little bit concerned with behavioral tests because they're usually multiple-choice questions. Some people think there's a possibility you could cheat the test sure. by giving different answers, which might not then tell the true your true DNA. Mm-hmm. Um, so we thought, well, let's then do a team building event that we can then 
cross-reference against that and see did it align from what we know and what we believe uh, is going to be the best ideal sales candidate. And so have you found that they do align and then after you've, you've made when you've hired people, yes. has it aligned with what you saw in the disc assessment and in the escape room? Most definitely. Yeah. The most definitely. And the other the other benefit to once they've been hired is the disc assessment has enabled me to understand at a at a more uh, deeper level what motivates people, what are what are their weaknesses, what are areas that I can help them improve upon, mm-hmm. um, and then how do I uh, work with them on an individual basis? Because we all know everybody's different. That's great. Yeah, that's really neat. I mean, the escape room is a great one because it's a little competitive in the way that people are trying to take the lead. They're trying to find clues. They're trying mm-hmm. to, you know, do their part. But it's also, of course, at, at its core, very collaborative because you need to work together in order to find the treasure. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's great. So do you have any final tips for best success when managing a sales team? Listen. Listen. <laughs> That's yeah, <laughs> the, that's the number one tip. I think I've, I've uh, always been a believer in lifelong learning and mm-hmm. always improving. Uh, I know that's one of our core values as a company: always improving. Yeah. And the one thing that's really become apparent to me over the last four or five years is that a a great manager is a great listener and listening and trying to understand what people are saying rather than it's not about me telling them what to do. It's about listening what they need and how I can help them achieve yeah. their goals. Well, that's great. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining me today, Tiff. Uh, that's it for this episode of Outback Team Building and Training Tips. If you'd like to learn more about how you can help your sales team excel, visit the training and development section of our website at outbackteambuilding.com and look for programs such as Accelerating Selling and Rediscover Sales. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Until next time, thank you for listening. <laughs>